The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. Or maybe or maybe you're the kind of person where your mind just goes into overdrive. I don't yeah. know. Mine does, mine does that on any good given day. But <laughs> Is that that burning smell? Is that what I'm smelling? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the cogs, the wheels. <laughs> yeah, there's that steam coming up in my ears. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson. Why me? Why her or him and not me? Why does it seem so much easier for others to lose weight or to stick to the program or to get up and go to the gym or basically anything else that you see others having success in that you haven't? Why not me is a narrative that can really weigh us down, keep you stuck and holding back from feeling incredible and having the life that you want. Now that's a pretty big statement to say, I want to have the life that I want, but do you actually know what you want? That's for another episode, but I thought I'd just throw that in there. Do you know what's holding you back from anything that you want? Maybe it's a big life goal, big dream, or it's just that you want to lose a few pounds as you step on the scale the next time. I thought you could come up with a nice long list of reasons why you're not at your maybe goal weight, your peak performance, or even if it's just having bright, vibrant and clear skin, if that's what you really want. The million dollar magic pill, the answer to it all, it just comes down to you. Now, obviously, this is just one perspective and one way of looking at things. But really, this is an aspect that I wanted to bring to the forefront you are holding yourself back. I am holding myself back from what it is that I really want. Each and every one of us has the potential to have it all, to have all the things, all the dreams that you've ever wanted, any desire that you think of, but I can't afford the good food, but I don't know what to do next, but I can't get myself up in the morning and go to the gym. I'm a night owl. I can't do these things that I see everybody else doing. these bucks that you come up with, they just basically all come down to our own patterns. Patterns, patterns that drive our behaviors, our thoughts, our actions. They can be positive and they can be negative. And these patterns run our lives. As the topic for this series is be intentional. We started off in episode 101, this being episode 102. And as a flip side to the science and the DNA stuff we talked about last time, I'm moving us on to looking at our own behaviors and our own patterns. Where do we get stuck and what's holding us back and how to get out of your own way to get to where you want to be? Whatever the influence that has impacted your life up until now and has formed your beliefs, your opinions that drives your choices and make for you know, just make for you the person that you are. Well, you can look at where they come from and why is all of this happening. 
But really, when you take a step back and see the patterns, see the things that are happening to you over and over again, I believe that that's a big piece of where the magic starts. Why do you self-soothe with food? Why do you lose weight or go on a new diet and then six months later end up back to where you began? Well, yes, this does come down to you and the choices that you make, whether you recognize that or not. Now, please know that I'm not trying to pile a whole bunch of weight onto your shoulders by saying all of this, but I'm setting us up to speak with someone who I've personally worked with for more than two years to help me get out of my own way, to get myself unstuck from my patterns and my habits that many of them I didn't even know were there and many of them that I have since learned, oh, what? That's what that's all about? Uh-huh. Huh. Interesting. And then, oh my God, how do I get to move past it? So my guest today has had an incredible impact on my, on my life. And I want to share her wisdom with you because it has helped me so much. This is all in the hopes that you too can realize that you can have it all. So today on Eat This with Leanne, second in the series of Be Intentional for 2022, no matter when you're listening to this, is about seeing your own patterns and how to how to make a breakthrough for yourself on what's holding you back by taking responsibility for yourself, for your thoughts and your actions. Taking responsibility for your own actions and admitting what is holding you back is not easy because it's a two-step process. You first have to see what it is and then you have to take the action. But it's a topic that I focus on with myself, but also with my clients. We all have patterns. We all have ways that we behave, the influences, all those things that that create the choices and how we show up for ourselves, how we show up with our families and relationships with your partner, and then also with your friends. And it's easy to see someone else in a state of, you know, self-soothe or self-sabotage than it is to see it within ourselves. But noticing these patterns and situations that just keep happening over and over again, really, that's where the intentional change begins. There's also a blame game that I see happen and also experience myself when we don't reach our goals. Who are we blaming and what are we blaming? This Is it like a situation outside of ourselves or is it you know, a way to bury your head in the sand kind of thing and just go, no, this just always happens to me. This is, this is the situation and I'm super frustrated about it, but there's always something that's underneath it all. Now, over the past two years, I have worked with an intuitive coach, not the first coach that I've worked with. There's been many in my life, but in this past two years, like I just found, got to a place where I found that my mind just so often gets the best of me. I make up stories, I lay blame, and I come up with reasons why this happened in one way and something else happens another, and not always having the acceptance of whatever this happens to be, that all things that unfold for us are happening for us, not to us. We know that life is a journey of learning, and I have found by having support, having insight, having someone else have you know, I just have a look at what's going on, but really ultimately call me on my BS, say, uh, yeah, that's just absolute crap. There's no truth in that. And 
let's kind of break that down. That has been truly impactful because there's so many things that are no longer serving me. And I just quite frankly got sick of it and just tired by living the same things and having the same situations happen over and over again. And I just really wanted to make a big change. Now, working with Carolyn has really changed my life so much more for the better. And that's why she's on the episode today to to work through and to introduce you maybe to some of the concepts that I was not aware of when I first started working with her two years ago. Now, Carolyn Mondin is her full name. She's an intuitive coach. She specializes in removing blocks and uncovering true desires, whether you know what they are or not. Carolyn, she's passionate about empowering others to access the answers for themselves in a deep connection to yourself. She believes that self-awareness is the answer, and it's her purpose to teach, interpret, and guide you uh, just so that you can find your life's alignment. Gosh, what is that? She's going to get into it. Don't you worry. Her background and experience is extensive, encompassing 20 years in marketing, business, and community building. With this experience, she helps fellow lightworkers move past fear and develop a deep connection to self. After her spiritual awakening in 2015, Carolyn left her 10-year career in American politics to follow her soul's purpose. Welcome to Eat This with Leanne, Carolyn. So rather than me going through everything that I know that you do, why don't you explain a little bit more to listeners so that they know kind of how it is that you help people like me to be intentional with their lives? Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it is a pleasure. I'm really excited to do this with you. Um, yeah. Cause we have known each other for two years, over two years, we're working together in this capacity. So it's pretty awesome to talk about it publicly. So thank you for having me. Um, so I am an intuitive life coach. I help people <laughs> be intentional about breaking patterns. Um, often people feel stuck in their lives and don't know how to change um, behavior patterns or get the life that they really want and they've always craved and they go through the motions and find themselves not really making any progress. And that's when I come in. I help people right. sort of get past the barriers that is ourselves sometimes, uh, most of the yeah. times, all the time, <laughs> all the time. Because uh, <laughs> at the basis, yes, at the basis of my work is that there's nothing outside of you, meaning there is nothing in the world preventing you from having the life that you want, only you. And so we can only fix ourselves. We can only work on ourselves. Nothing else really outside of us we have control over. So we might as well get control of our minds. And that's where I come in. So for anyone who has never heard or worked with an intuitive coach, can you just explain that a little bit further? Like, what's the difference if you're between like a life coach and a coach coach and then an intuitive coach? I am a certified regular life coach, but I have the gift of psychic ability. So I use the word intuitive because this sounds nicer. I'm an intuitive life coach. That's a nice, has a nice ring. But at, at the crust of it, I was born with psychic gifts and my particular gift is empathy, meaning I can see sort of life patterns, subconscious life patterns, um, even subconscious uh, well, not subconscious, but more of soul patterns that we have and where we're trying to reach with our higher selves. Um, and a lot of my coaching comes intuitively, comes psychically. It's messages that I get during our sessions. Um, a regular life coach, there are lots of psychological um, 
patterns that you go through that I was taught through the certification of becoming a life coach, I just mix in my psychic abilities with it. From my experience, that allows for a broader understanding, um, a more in-depth meaning. And I think from my experience, just really gets to the root of whatever is seems to be on the surface that's either the drama or the difficulty or whatever and it just cuts through the crap basically it, cr- it cuts through the crap <laughs> i i i show people where they are making the same choices even though they seem different where they're yeah. making the same choices uh whether it's through work or relationships family patterns that you're not even aware of you picked up from your parents and how mm-hmm. that translates to adult um, relationships, how it also, how we, you know, we call, we've heard of generational cycles. I teach people how to cut those out if they really do want them to stop. Usually it's the basis of all of our hurt and pain comes from some childhood wounds. Not to say I'm not the kind of coach that blames everything on your parents. In fact, nothing is your parents' fault, but we have examples in life. And our parents are examples. It's not their fault necessarily. It's just that we've learned how to live life through our parents. And Mm. one of the biggest tools that I that helps me with clients who have children, it's teaching them how those patterns are now spilling over into their children. This is even good work that I do for myself. I start to notice my behavior and how my children are picking them up. So it's a great way of seeing outside of yourself, your own choices, how they are replicating with your offsprings. (laughs) So uh, Mm -hmm. that's the big part of of the work. And because we've touched on patterns, you know, our lives, we have patterns, we have ways of doing things. So, you know, bringing it back to food and eating and the way in which I often think of how frugal my mom was with food. And, you know, my mom was the one that made all of these things. And, you know, we had jams and chutneys and pickles and, and uh, what else? Peaches and pears and tomato sauce. We, we, my mom made everything. And I actually remember once going to Costco and buying pineapple already cut up and in a container. And to me, I took that home reluctantly because I thought, no, I should actually buy the whole pineapple and wait for it to ripen and cut it up myself and do it all. So it took me a long time to even look at the pattern of what I was doing and how I had taken on how I was kind of running the kitchen and running things at home of I have to make everything from scratch. That was a pattern that I took on from what my mom did. Maybe I've passed that on to my girls, although they'll be the first one to say, can we order pizza? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, not everything translates from generation to generation. So especially this generation, this younger generation now, the simpler, the easier. Can I just call it in is more their style. But yeah, yeah, eventually, eventually your daughters will be like, Oh, my mom made this from scratch. I have to learn how to make this from scratch. You know, and those right. are good traditions that we pass on. But for your um, listeners in particular, because I know you have a lot about eating and eating healthy and staying on track. Uh, a lot of the times people don't recognize that um, the self-sabotage of eating things we're not supposed to sort of in secret mm-hmm. or when we've we've made so many we've made so much progress. How come I've fallen off and started eating something I'm not supposed to? Well, for a lot, a lot of us, 
um, we've equated food with feeling good because that's what we were taught. That's what the generations before us taught. Being a good caregiver meant providing food to feel mm -hmm. better. And so yeah. whenever anything sort of takes us off track or, you know, spins us out of control, or we feel out of control from a lot of people, food is the next thing. Food is the next best thing to regulating ourselves because that's how our parents regulated us when we were children. Oh, you don't feel good. Well, here's this. Oh, you, this happened to you. How about I get you this? I mean, and we've all done it. So sure. we have to recognize that that's where that comes from. You know, can you talk a little bit, bit about the self-sabotage cycle or pattern where people do really well? I'm going to follow this diet and I'm going to, you know, this is great and I feel really good. And then they're either on the wagon or they're off the wagon. Well, and, and see, I would describe it differently. It is self-sabotage um, in a way. But what I would say is self-sabotage is the beating ourselves up after it happens. Mm. What I would prefer and what I would tell my clients to do is, OK, so you binge this weekend or you had something that goes against the way you've been living your life, whether it's alcohol or an entire cake or whatever it is. I'll just yep. say before we talk about the fact that you broke the diet or you broke the fast or whatever it was was happening, what was going through your mind at that moment? Because the important thing isn't that you ate that or that you drank too much or whatever the whatever it is. The important thing is what got you to that point. That's the pattern that I help people recognize. It isn't the food. That's not the self-sabotaging is what what conversation did you just have? What made you stress? What was it that was just happening before you reached for the cookie? That's how we recognize it. And then what I do with my clients is, is sort of like it's like a, I, I make it a trigger that I want you to recognize before you're about to self-soothe or self-sabotage, whichever you want to use what is happening right now asking yourself the question what am i feeling right now what does this mean right now whether it's a negative conversation with somebody that you're partaking in or again eating the food you're not supposed to or drinking too much whatever it is that you're doing to numb in the moment what just happened to bring me here the problem for most people is one they never want to admit that they fell off track or that they did something wrong it's really hard when we don't want to admit it what came right before it we don't ever want to appear as weak. And so that's the problem. When you can't even do that for yourself, the self-sabotage is going to continue to happen over and over and over. What does that mean? We've now created a pattern. And thinking that you can do anything different without addressing the feeling that came before, because I've learned this from you, <laughs> then, you know, that is really where change happens. That's where the being intentional has to start. Would that be right to say? That would be correct to say. I, I would say, yeah, intentional, but more importantly right now, I would say committed to yourself. Because is I have to ask your viewers, I want you to nod if you're listening to this <laughs> and you agree, but aren't you just so tired of doing the same things over and over again? Aren't you just so tired? The commitment is to yourself. Forget what anybody else thinks or says or anyone else is doing. you got to commit to say, okay, what is happening in this moment? Asking yourself those questions and being honest about it. That's the important part is committing, being intentional, but most importantly, committing to yourself, committing to, I have to break this pattern. For some people, they might 
be able to recognize a pattern? And what if you just can't? When I'm asking you to look at yourself, I'm not asking you to be judgmental. I'm not. And that's the Mm. part that scares people is that they feel like they're judging themselves. And the moment they feel like they're judging themselves, the more they dig into whatever the self-sabotaging behavior is and the more they're defensive about it. So they're not going to say anything. And what I'm asking you to do is be mindful. And what mindfulness means is take a breath. Before you start on the thing you're always doing, the pattern, mindlessly doing it, take a take a breath. What am I feeling in this moment? What am I thinking in this moment? What thought just brought me here? That's mindfulness. And it is a practice. It's not easy. It's something that you have to actively do. But the easiest thing I would ask anyone to do is at any given moment, just check in to see how you're feeling. Scary. I know it's the scariest thing I can ask anybody to do. But even if it's just for a half a second, just check in. And when I say check in, I have a very specific spot. There is a space between your chest and your stomach. It's right there that feelings live and where we ignore ourselves the most, which is why it's also very easy to sort of numb that with food. Right by your stomach. Right. So when you're feeling like I need to have the carbs, I need to have the piece of chocolate or I need the glass of wine, stop and just say, what am I feeling in this moment? Identifying a feeling is actually a big challenge. So some of that could be just to give listeners a few, you know, a few feelings maybe to correlate where they're at, you know, so fear, that's a really big one. You might be feeling empty. Those are all equated to anxiety. So before we even feel the fear, before we even feel empty, what we're feeling is the anxious feeling that I don't want to feel that. Most people don't want to admit that they're afraid. Most people don't want to admit that they feel lonely. Most people don't want to admit that they feel empty. So what comes before that is anxiety. Oh my God, here's that feeling coming back. Before the even feeling shows up, the anxious feeling is what comes over us immediately. And then that triggers our mind and it goes in and in and in. And it'll, you'll find yourself saying things like, well, I'm just going to have a cookie and I deserve it now. I've been good for three days. I mean, how many times have we heard that at the beginning of the yes. year? Like I've done three weeks of exercising every day and I've eaten really well. I deserve that piece of chocolate. That happens a lot because we are changing. Nothing gives us more anxiety than change. And the moment we feel that the change is taking hold, that anxiety comes back. Because what's happening in our minds is, is that, wait, 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 I don't identify with this person. I don't know who this person is. Who are you? What are we becoming? I don't know this place. There's an unknown over there. I know I want to change, but I can't change. And then you're overwhelmed by all of your thoughts and all of the anxious feelings you're trying to keep at bay. What's the easiest thing to do? Numb out. So I'm going to grab a piece of chocolate. I'm going to grab a glass of wine. I'm going to go eat the cookie. So it's first anxiety and anxiety. You feel it all over your body, especially if you've been holding it, trying to pretend it's not there. It starts to feel tingling in your arms. You start to feeling all over your chest and your stomach. And then the thoughts come in and start the rationalization of why I'm feeling all of these things or just want to ignore it. Oh, my God, I'm so busy. And, you know, when you're busy, you're like, I just need to grab the first thing I need. We're never intentional in that point. And that's what everybody's living through. Yeah, just give yourself a break. Give your mind a break just for a moment. And I do this thing because I get into we're human. Being human is hard. It absolutely is. So I'm not saying this to anyone. You shouldn't feel like you should have this all down because even when you know all the steps, life gets in the way. That's just what it is. Stuff happens to all of us. 
Um, and I, I do this thing when it ever happens to me where I start to get this feeling in my chest or in that spot right between my stomach and my chest. It's like I start to scan through, okay, what's going on in this moment? As opposed to just ignoring it or doing something to get rid of it, I'll scan through my children. Okay, it's, it's been okay. Is Charlotte okay? Yeah, that's fine. Am I anxious about this? I just start going through the checklist. And before I know it, the feeling is gone. There is nothing to worry about. And that's the truth. Our mind will create something to worry about. But if you go through the checklist of all the things that are important to you, you'll start to recognize, oh, there actually isn't anything. No. So the ancient feeling was for nothing anyway. And we can mm -hmm. pick something else. One of the best things that I tell my clients is just choose another way. Choose something else in that moment. So if you can do that breath, like you said, take the scan, take, do, take a minute, breathe before you reach for that thing and self-sabotage, just pick again pick again we can redirect our mind we can redirect our emotions we don't have to fall into the pattern again but all of this takes practice and if you do then take that breath and maybe start to identify with a feeling and still choose to go for whatever it is and then beat yourself up afterwards as you said that that's when the self-sabotage is really, really comes in is re mm -hmm. really coming in how do we navigate that one every moment is unique on its own once you notice i would this is what i was like highly recommend more than anything is be kind to yourself it happens but we can pick up where we left off we can go back to being sober. We can go back to getting on our diet. We can go back and get on the treadmill. When I say choose again, I really do mean that. So I had the glass of wine. So I had the piece of chocolate. I won't beat myself up this time and I'll move forward. A lot of the times the beating ourselves up is part of the pattern and in some weird way makes us feel better because it validates this insecurity that we have that we're not good enough for the life that we desire. And that's the part where I would say the pattern really has to change. We're human. Things are going to happen. You're going to fall off the wagon, but you can get back on and forget how many times you fall off. Just get back on. That's what we need more than anything is compassion and kindness for ourselves. We seem to have it for everyone else, but we're really hard on ourselves to finding our way back to the place where we want to be. The fear of the unknown is I don't know who I am in that life that I imagine having. Well, Every time you get yourself up, you are learning who this person is. And little by little, it will become less unknown. Kindness, kindness, kindness. And you know from our work together, Leanne, that's at the basis. I will validate all of your negative behaviors. Every thought in your head that comes up every five seconds, I validate it. And then so many. <laughs> yes. And then I start to tell you, you know, then I start to, to help you identify like, nope, we're not doing that. You know how many times I do that to you? <laughs> I know. No, nope. I know. Not today. I not today. Need it, not. I almost need it that tattooed or plastered or everywhere. <laughs> um, on my mirror, I do have written, "I am not my thoughts," and I also wrote down, "Not today," because the really key things that you have taught me is my mind does not have the answers. And as long as yeah. we're looking there, we're never going to find the answers. We're just in a perpetual like loop. So we're going to have to go down that rabbit hole because I, I'm quite sure that any listeners have just said, what? 
are you talking about? What are you talking about? My mind does not have the answers. My mind is the one that gets me into my car and turns it on and drives me to work. I mean, there's all these things that my mind does for me, works out and, and out and plans dinner. And what are we going to do with the kids? Like that is all your mind. So, so when we talk about the mind and the perpetual loop or the rabbit hole, we're talking about fear-based patterns that are um, validated through our mind. Of course, your mind has the answers about how to drive the car and keeping a schedule and feeding the children and feeding yourself. Those are the things that the mind is most good at. We are supposed, it's what keeps us alive, but it's not who we are ultimately. So if the mind doesn't understand how I'm going to get from point A to point B, it's because it's never been there before. So all we can do is take steps to get there. But if you get stuck on, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, well, you're never going to take the first steps to getting in that, going in that direction. It's not like riding a bike. It's not like making a meal from recipe. So much of life is unknown, but we get stuck with, I don't know about the unknown. I don't know how to fix the unknown. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We're stuck in a pattern and everybody has those repetitive thoughts of, I need things to look and feel this way. And because I don't know that it's going to look and feel this way, I can't move forward. And whatever the narrative is, because everybody has a different narrative, um, whether it's I'm unworthy to be there or I'm unloved or I don't have enough money or I don't have the smarts. There is a pattern in our thoughts um, and they all come down to that. Mostly they all come down to I'm not I'm unworthy. I'm not smart yeah. enough. I don't have enough money. But the narrative yeah. is different for everybody. But it's one that comes up every time we're either trying something new or trying to get unstuck or want to do something different because the mind is like, but I only know this, but I only know this. So it comes right. back to this is who you are. This is who you are. This is who you are. And it even it's encouraging sometimes. So sometimes it'll be like, yeah, we should do that. And the moment you try it and you fail the first time, the mind will be like, oh, we should have never tried that. <laughs> we should have never right. done that. <laughs> um, and what you need to recognize is just a way of protecting you. But like I, this is my, the best example I can give. Like any baby learning to walk or learning to eat or learning to talk, it'll fall. The baby will fall a million times, but the baby will still get up because it only knows that that's the next thing. It's a progression in life. But then life happens and our parents' patterns come into play and the environmental judgment and norms and society's way of doing things seep into our mind. And then we create an identity from all of that. And so rather than staying like a baby saying, I just need to progress forward. I don't care how many times I fall. I'm going to keep going. We then get stuck in our mind by things our parents told us. And a lot of times the fear comes from our parents' way of thinking they're protecting us. Oh, don't do that. You'll fall down. Oh, don't go there. You'll, this will happen. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but we need to recognize that those patterns get in the way and then create a fear that then we're trying to resolve the rest of our lives. And there is a way of stopping that. If there is something that someone wants to achieve or you want to be able to get out of bed in the morning and feel good or, you know, you still need support to be able to navigate and get to a place where you can feel better. But if it's, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this all the time. And you would like to reach out to someone like me, have me help you with your eating or someone like you, Carolyn, where you help us to move or have helped me tremendously to keep on moving forward, then don't like, you know, just go for it. I think that's the kind of thing that you're 
that you're talking about is all of those barriers that come up in your mind of, well, oh, it's too expensive or, oh, no, you know, maybe it's just going to be really hard. I don't have time. I don't have the money. I, I, you know, I failed before. Why is it going to be different this time? Or, you know, some new diet that maybe you're trying or some new food. Well, I didn't like the last one. So maybe I'm going to, you know, and this is the mind just on hyperdrive. Trying to protect us. But when I mean make a commitment to yourself is make the commitment to yourself. Try at the very least, try again, the way that the baby takes this first step, try, you may fall, you may find that you don't like it, but it'll get you closer to understanding yourself better and to breaking a pattern you may have, but it won't happen if you don't try. And so much of what the mind does prevents us from trying. Be intentional means look past the fears and all the doubt and do it anyway. You may find that when you get there or take the first couple steps, you know what, this doesn't feel right. It's not good for me. Okay. But guess what? You're two steps closer. You're not stuck where you started. You're now a little bit closer to who you want to be and understanding yourself a little better, but there's no understanding with no moving forward. You're just stuck in the same place you've always been. And when I say the mind doesn't have the answers, that's what I'm talking about. You want to understand how you feel stuck? If the mind is preventing you from taking any steps and there is no new ideas, there is no new perspective, you haven't moved. So how can you be different when nothing has changed and your mind has now controlled you and controlled your body and you're still in the same place you were three years ago when you vowed that you were going to be different this time? Being different means being scared and doing it anyway. And getting past what the mind is telling you happens how? Again, by doing it scared and understanding that it's only from this point of view, but taking the first step, whether it is getting coaching or getting help with your nutrition or joining, you know, a yoga class or whatever it may be, that first class already is giving you a new perspective. All the thoughts that you had, I may not like it, it's too hot, it'll be too crowded, what about this? And I may not like the instructor. Well, there's no way, those are all what ifs. But once you get there and you walk through the door, oh, it's not too hot. And there are not that many people. And the instructor seems very soothing and supportive. Ha! Here you are with a different understanding. So now you're not going to judge a yoga class based on something you saw or read about, but on your now lived experience. That's how we change our minds. But if we listen to the mind and do nothing, there's no change. You're stuck. You're completely You're stuck. Sta- stagnant and there's no action. There's no movement. There's no no momentum. And that feeds right into taking personal responsibility. And this is definitely something that I see, I observe things happen to people. Um, they get older, their history, this happened when I was a child or their upbringing. There's just so many different things. And rather than what I call the blame game of, well, this happened or it was this person and, you know, you pissed me off and that made me go get a cookie, you know, that sort of unfolding of a situation is putting the blame and the responsibility for your life on someone else. One of the things that lately I've been doing, I have a healing group that you attend um, every other Monday. Um, and in my sessions with my clients, one of the key words right now that a buzzwords that's everywhere online, social media, in articles is the word narcissist. Everyone is in a relationship with a narcissist all of a sudden. All of a sudden, that is the thing. 
Right. But what I tell my clients is, how come you're with a narcissist and everybody in the world is a narcissist and you're the one suffering from it? Can you identify why you're the victim of that? Forget the narcissist, because there's nothing we can do about anything outside of us or people changing for us. But why are you the victim of this? And I want people to understand that when we don't take responsibility, we're just basically telling ourselves we're victims, victims of the world, victims of our relationships, victim of our, you know, in our careers. But why? Why do you why is that OK? Is that something that we want to embrace as being the victim or do we want to be empowered? So being empowered means there is nothing outside of me. Whatever is happening to me, it's happening because I'm participating. It's happening for you. Yes. Not, not to you. I want to break that down. What I mean when I say it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. Everything that happens is our, in our lives is an opportunity for us to take, a, to take a, a look at ourselves. How am I contributing to this? How am I contributing to this drama? Why am I not getting the promotion at work? Why don't I ever have the savings that I wish to have? Why am I not taking the vacations? Why can I find the guy of my dreams or the woman of my dreams? The why comes back to you. And I don't mean that to, we're going to be negative on ourselves and I'm going to beat you up, but I want you to recognize where you're the one causing these things. The world isn't happening to you, it's happening for you. And if there is a negative pattern that you're just absolutely sick of, then ask yourself, how am I contributing to this? That's a big question. And a lot of the times, I'll be honest, there are little things that we're just too afraid to admit. Can you give us some examples? You know, I, I, somebody would say that this is big, but to me, this is small. The feeling of unworthiness. When we mm. feel unworthy, we pick the wrong partners. When we don't feel worthy of good relationships or a good lifestyle, or we like to look at other people and think that their side of the, you know, their grass is greener, it's because we don't see our own potential. And no one can give you that but yourself. And it seems big, but it actually is small because all I want you to do is turn the focus outward, inward. And what I mean by that is you are your biggest prize. You are your biggest possession. You are the most important thing in your life. Yet we don't treat ourselves like that. We're downright nasty to ourselves, comparing yeah. ourselves, judging ourselves, feeling like other people have it better than us. The truth is mm -hmm. no. And everybody thinks the way that you do. But rather than having those thoughts, I'm telling you, change your thoughts. Be mindful before you go there and go down the rabbit hole of judgment and comparison. Say, no. I'm going to do something good for myself right now. I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to make a nice salad or I'm going to listen to something empowering like a good podcast. I eat this. <laughs> I'm going to go watch a good video or something to make me laugh rather than sit there and, and the, the victimhood. Just do something good. What makes mm -hmm. you feel good? And it's a question we never ask ourselves. What do I need in this moment? We don't take care of ourselves in that way. What do I need? I need sleep. I need some exercise. I need to have a balanced meal. Because I myself also need to hear this over <laughs> and over and over again. Because in any given moment, asking myself, what do I right now feels or seems to be a really cult question. You know, how's my daughter doing? Or what does it need? Or what does someone else need? Why am I putting myself first? Why would I choose 
you know, if I think about parents, so many thousands of parents that I've, you know, counseled and dealt with and, and tried to support where they say, so what does everybody want for dinner? And then you end up making what they want and you're trying to constantly please everybody else and never really do I sit back and go, you know what? I really fancy this for dinner. So I'm going to make this and everyone else, well, either eat it or have something else. And of course that will depend on the age of your children. Mine are 16 and 18. So, you know, if they don't like what I'm making, they can certainly, they have the capabilities to go and get themselves something. I actually need to be the one to let that go. And that's not easy. It's a big pattern for me to show love with food. A lot of people think that, well, it's selfish and I have to think about others. And I'm thinking, no, remember you're creating a pattern. Remember you're the example. So if you're not putting yourself first, if you're not being kind to yourself, if you're not doing the best for you, the example you're giving your children is that they're not important. You think you're giving them the example that they are really important, but they're going to mimic you as adults. And what they're going to mimic is, my needs are not as important as my family needs. And then we create the cycle all over again for the next generation. Be the example. When you're doing something, explain to your kids why you're doing it. Mommy is doing, you know, I say this to my kids all the time, then now they make fun of me um, with each other. Mommy is a person. Because <laughs> I would say to them, I would say to them, I'm a person too. And I have likes and dislikes and things that I want to do. So it's not just about you guys. And so now they're like, yeah, Benny, mommy's a person. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am showing them how to take care of themselves. Is that who I am 24 hours a day? Of course not. But I do tell them I'm going to take this class because I, I want to do it. And they're so encouraging about it. And we need to be that way with each other. I'm giving them a different example that the world isn't against them. I'm never saying those kinds of words. I'm showing them that if I don't like something, I have the power to change it. So how am I going to change it? Not whatever anybody else is doing. What am I going to do to feel better in this moment? That's what we want to give our children. We don't want to create the same pattern our parents gave to us or the same example. We want to show them like, this is a really healthy meal choice that I'm making for myself. I hope you enjoy it. But if you don't, here's cereal or whatever else, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but you have to show them so they don't fall for the example of martyrdom or victimhood, um, we're showing them that. Martyrdom was modeled to me so much that it just became a place of, um, like I kind of didn't know what, what to do in the end because it's really difficult. To, it's just a really difficult one to navigate where someone's doing something thing for you all the time that you didn't really even ask for but it's their choice and because it's not appreciated then it doesn't go well and then there's upset feelings like that martyr pattern has effects on everybody else and everyone else's choices so it does just create a pattern as you've said of people not taking responsibility for themselves for themselves right so are you're going out of your way to do everything for your family and putting yourself last that's someone else's fault that's your fault and you have to take responsibility for it no one's asking you to do that you're doing that and then what yeah. you're doing after you've done it and nobody appreciates is then you blame everybody else so now everybody else feels like they have to pick up the pieces and they don't even know where to start because they didn't create the mess to begin with that's all you 
that's taking responsibility. Where am I not meeting myself? Where am I not seeing myself? Where am I not loving myself? It doesn't belong to anyone else. That's the other thing. When people want, well, here's not loving me the same, the way that I want, or they're not treating me the way that I want, whether it's friendship or romantic relationship, where are you not setting boundaries? Where are you not telling people how you want to be treated? It's not the other person, it's you. If you keep finding the same romantic partner over and over again, it's not the partners, it's you. It's the same as self-sabotage with food. You keep thinking because you're unworthy that you're going to pick these people who are going to see you and do for you. They can't give you what you don't give yourself. No one can. If you are unwilling to take care of yourself, other people won't know how. So we can't ask yeah. them to. Now, one last thing I want to talk about is that just to circle back to that kindness. And when someone goes and stands in front of a mirror and we know that that incessant chat is, you know, if it's your belly that you don't like or your butt or your hips or, you know, those kind of things, we have these expectations of what breakfast, lunch, dinner should look like, what our bodies should look like, what our skin, what our hair, you know, all of those kind of things, the whole image of everything, not just what you see in the mirror. Is how can people be intentional in how you think about yourself and deal with those negative thoughts? This is a hard one, um, but it's hard because what I have to say about it is usually where people find really difficult, but we cannot change what we're unwilling to accept. Um, and what I mean by that is if you're not able to look in the mirror and see yourself just as you are and, and, and accept it, there can be no change. Whatever change you're trying to create without accepting yourself as you are is distorted. It's not real. So if you're trying to make changes, but you're unwilling to see that you are who you are, you are the size that you are, you have the face that you have, you are in the place that you are, meaning for somebody who wants to be in a better financial standing this year, if you're unwilling to look at yourself and say, I have no savings, I have not done a good job with spending, if you're unwilling to see that, if you're unwilling to be truthful, then nothing's going to change. You got to admit and accept where you are in order for change to take hold. Give yourself a good, hard look, not in a negative way, but just in, okay, if we're going to do this, we have to do this from an honest place. Oh, okay. So over the holidays, I did eat my way through my feelings and it was a really difficult time in not seeing family or whatever it is that how however the holidays have unfolded or whenever you happen to be listening to this in august or something you know you are where you are and the life lessons that you got to get yourself there are valid and something i learned uh in in going through a course called dbt dialectic behavioral therapy in supporting my daughter with her mental health challenges was radical acceptance and I find myself, they actually had us write two of the key things that we learned on a rock or something like that. And I still have the rock with radical acceptance on one side. And actually, when you flip it, no judgment on the other. And that radical acceptance of whatever it is that you see in the mirror or whatever it took for you to get to where you are, accepting that you're doing the best that you know how to do. 
until you listen to this podcast three more times, and then you're going to get ideas of how to do something different. And that's going to take you to a different place. But first we have to be comfortable that this is where we are. Uh, you know, ugly, not, you know, whatever it is, it's yours. And now with this radical acceptance, I can move forward to make real changes. Thank you so much. I could talk to you for hours. Do <laughs> yes. Every week anyway. <laughs> but thank you so very much for yeah. sharing your incredible wisdom, experience, your expertise, your perspective, and really everything that you bring to lives that you touch. And I'm very grateful that you have touched my life in such an impactful way. Thank and you. I really hope that listeners, my loyal listeners listening today and hearing something quite different to what we normally talk about. And I love that you were willing to come on and talk about this and uh, for some of the incredible, incredible wisdom that I've got from you in working with you over the past couple of years. So thank you to listeners for being open to staying on and, and hanging in till the end. And thank you so much, Carolyn, for coming on. And thank you so much for the kind words and for having me on. It was, it was a pleasure. It really was fun. Thank you. Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at SproutWrite.com or LeannePhillipson.com. All right. So if you're anything like me, I'm going to head back and I'm going to listen to this episode over and over again. And I already know that so many of you do that just to let things sink in. But so often when I'm in my sessions with Carolyn, I'll hear something straight off and then that'll have an impact. And then when I go back and hear it again, because it's like I've taken a layer of that mindset or something, you know, it's I've moved on from a particular place. Then there's something else that she says that will sink in differently and will land differently. So please know that this is definitely one to star to, you know, pass on to friends and say, yep, you're definitely going to have to as, you know, Chris thinks having a glass of wine or a drink is a good, good thing to do. <laughs> Definitely. Right. Like it just helps to kick down that first barrier of whatever it is, burlap or shiplap or, uh, or drywall, <laughs> whatever's in front of you that just allows you to absorb the information and be open to the information. Right. We, we have so many of those little things that, that make us go, yeah, I don't have time for that. I don't want to listen to that. And, you know, we need yeah. to get rid of that and just sit quietly and listen. Take a nice deep breath. And if it requires a glass of wine or something else while you're doing that, or you know, I, else, honestly, <laughs> I, or something else, whiskey, whatever it happens to be. I think I think we mentioned cookies enough that people are not going to go for the cookie jar quite as often. So now, you know, now because that, that was that was kind of the thing, right, that we yeah. just talked about. It's like you're going for the cookie jar. Or you're going for the glass of wine or whatever it is. Everyone's going to like, nope, that's not me. No, no, no. I go for the you know, I go for the savory. I go for the this. I go for that. It doesn't matter what it is, whatever yeah. you go go to is. We're all walking in the same direction and trying to find something to self-soothe with and yeah, I loved how she explained that while you're looking at your patterns, while you realize on your way to the whatever, you stop, you take that breath and just observe really when she, when she punctuated and said that there is no judgment to that, that for me and I hope for our loyal listeners, 
that you're able to get to that place. Cause I found that really impactful because so often like that part of that blame game is, well, you know, this happened and that happened and that's why this happened. And that's how I got there. It's like, nope, just take a breath. Okay. Why am I headed in this direction? What is the feeling that's around this? And why am I using this as my go-to, but no judgment. That's really important. That's where this like loving and kindness really and looking towards yourself is so important. And it's this really is an opportunity to give yourself what you need and ask for help. Ask someone else for help to see these patterns just as I did. And I started two years ago. I will, let me share this with you because it's just, this was so impactful. Carolyn, her name came to me through a really great friend of mine. And she said, why don't you have a session with her and just see what she has to say? So I had this session with her and I was paralyzed, absolutely paralyzed. I probably in the first five minutes just got completely stuck, put the brakes on and just sat there and thought, what? I can't stop. I can't stop doing all the things that I'm doing. You know, I'm a I'm a divorced mom and I got to keep going and I got to make sure my business is, is working. And what else do I need to do? And, and, and if I don't worry about the finances, how am I going to pay the bills? And, 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 you know, and you can just tell by how I'm saying this, that was my life at that time. And all the things that Carolyn said to me in that moment, I didn't want to hear it. I thought that she was absolutely full of crap and didn't know me or anything. The resistance that I had to hearing what she said was incredible. So much so that I called my friend up afterwards and said, I have no idea why you thought that that was a good idea. <laughs> like truthfully, wow. I was angry, like angry, angry, angry. But really now I of course can look back and know that I was just really angry at myself. I wasn't you know, it's like, shoot the messenger, right? Don't shoot the messenger. She's the messenger of really holding a mirror up to me of what I was doing and showing me why things were not working. Sometimes when we hold on so tight to situations and things that we want, we actually don't allow movement, momentum, and, and, and just for anything to unfold. In that moment, in that, in that one hour of talking to Carolyn, I just found all the things that were wrong with everything that she was telling me. And then after a little while, then I joined her healing circle, as she mentioned, and then sort of started to get into it and realize that, you know, all of these other people that were part of this healing circle, well, they're probably almost as bad as crazy as I seemed to myself in hearing all of these things. And I say that with love, honestly, it's just, you know, you just know that your mind is on a treadmill trying to figure things out. And that was another thing that she said in a concept that she introduced early on to me, your mind does not have the answers. And I thought, lady, you're crazy. And it took me a long time to move into that it is like your mind will get you up in the morning and will get you doing things and problem solving and doing all of those things as we discussed in the interview, but it's really not going to find the answers. It's actually trying to shut off your mind and then move through, move through the feeling, move through that gut feeling that you have to get you to where you want to go. It's like, it's life, right? It's a lifelong process. And I have just found coming at it from this perspective um, to be really, really impactful. Understanding all of this has helped me immensely. 
um, you know, also in disarming the blame game on all sorts of different peoples and putting my crap onto others and saying, well, it's you and all of this. Well, no. And ultimately, it's it's just helped me to be a more responsible human. So if any of this resonates with you, please let me know. Reach out to me and say, oh, my gosh, I know exactly what you're talking about so that I know that I'm not alone. Because <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you do feel a little loopy really? when you got this got this stuff going on. You right? think that like, you're the only you one think? riding in the bat crazy train? Please. No. Like no. there is there is there is uh, there's no seating available on that train, man. People are riding on the outside holding on to the back of the train, the outside of the train. This that right? sucker is full. But we don't really sit down and talk about it. We kind of do. But well, that's fear. maybe yeah. Maybe, maybe we don't sit down and, and be vulnerable. You know, that's another thing that Carolyn has constantly said to me, share these things with your listeners. And I think, what, how am I supposed to do that? And they're just, <laughs> everyone's just going to judge me and think that I'm crazy until I realize it's like, I'm doing the best job that I can. And then really, when you realize that it's, that it is us, right? Like I said, off the top, it's you that's holding you back. It's me that's holding me back. I'm not just pointing fingers out there. Please know that I'm along the ride with you on this it's, one yeah, for sure. It's definitely you that's holding me back. I know. That. I mean, I'm oh, sorry. Wait a minute. I'm, <laughs> I think I got that wrong. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll go back and listen to the episode again. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, just know that in this, there are people out there like Carolyn who can help you. And as she said, being human is hard, you know, and she herself with all of her wisdom says the same thing and tells me the same thing all the time. Like I'm along the ride with you. I'm a few steps ahead, a whole bunch of steps, I think. But, you know, just know that getting help is a really powerful thing to do, not a sign of weakness. All those people that are out there that just, you know, you do it all. That's what I would do, right? Like I would just, my mind would just make the checklist. If you do this, if I do this, if I do this, and everything will, will unfold. Well, I'm not in control of anyone else, so I can't, I can't make that happen. Ask for help. Reach out to Carolyn at HolisticSpiritHealer.com. Grab her book, Love Yourself First, or even email her at Carolyn with a Y at HolisticSpiritHealer.com. And that's all in the show notes. Don't worry, you don't have to scribble that down. Reach out to me for a consultation if you feel like food is the issue. Obviously, a lot of what I talk about with my clients, yes, food is the thing that we're talking about, but it really is all of the patterns and everything else. And I know that my journey with Carolyn and understanding all these things has only helped me to help people more. But really at the crux of this, I want you to know that you don't have to do this alone. So head over to leannephillipson.com for more information, the links that I've just mentioned. Reach out on social media, share your stories with me, like I said, so that I know that I'm also not alone in all of this. And share this episode, listen to it, listen to it, listen to it. Come back to it in a month, maybe. Just, you know, note something in your calendar. Go and listen to that again. Come back to it again in six months and hear it again because I guarantee you're going to hear things that you didn't hear the first time that you listened. So look out for episode 103, which will be the third in the Be Intentional series. And please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time. 